Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, who in the year 2000 also directed a season three episode of the show, The Journey of Alan Strange, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Was that your first non-Trek episode yeah. that you directed? It was, it was the first thing. So I, I had you know been shadowing a lot when we started voyager yes i shadowed on the show and directed late season two you know sacred ground my first episode yes and then i think it was a couple of years later i hadn't directed any you know i'd made some short films uh, the battery and and, and nine millimeters battery of love. And nine yes. millimeter of love mm-hmm. i think at this point i just made the the battery but um i wanted to direct you know i was getting to the place where i'm like i should be you know, looking for something in our hiatus that I could direct outside yeah. of Star Trek. Yes. And my kids were all young at the time. And I was watching a lot of Nickelodeon was the big one back then. And then Disney Channel was another one. But Nickelodeon had cool stuff in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Cool shows. Which you and were familiar with because of your three young children that you had. Yes. yes. And there was this one show they loved called The Journey of Alan Strange. Mm. And it was about, it was basically like, my favorite Martian. It was some kids oh, yes. that meet a meet an alien who looks like you know he looks, looks like, like a human. Kid. It's a lot a like Resident Alien now that okay. I do, but right. he looks like a kid, and so they have to hide him out in their attic. And it's all the adventures of like how do they keep him a secret, and he's mm-hmm. got special powers and yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. So I was like, perfect, a kid show, half hour, and and the the track record of this show and the producer of this show, Tommy Lynch was really interesting he had had a show called the secret world of alex mack mm. before that that was very occult hit with kids and not just kids and uh anyway so i i reached out to them and i said hey here's my short film the battery here's my star trek stuff i whatever it takes i want to direct and i i just pushed had, had a little help from my agent and um, yeah, that's how it happened. So you had no connections in that office. You no. just reached out to them. I told my agent and then my agent reached out to them and set up the first meeting. And then I just stayed on top of it after that. And, uh, okay. and, and in fact, is- the, one of the, the, the line producer, his name is Chip Vuslich ended up producing nine millimeter of love for me. Oh, uh, wow. Like a year or so after, after I did the journey of Alan Strange. I love it. And a lot of directors went through that particular showrunner, Tommy Lynch, his shows like Secret World of Alex Mack and uh, Journey of Alan Strange and The Jersey was another one he made about mm-hmm. a magic jersey. And people like Sean Levy, who now produces Stranger Things and directed Night at the Museum and all kinds of stuff. Sean, Sean was one of my fellow directors on the kid show. Mm. Um, Allison Liddy Brown, who directed us once mm-hmm. on but has gone on to lots of so great quite stuff. a few notable directors, cut notable their teeth people on journey yes. of Alan strange. And with that uh, show, Those kids shows. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's, you know, that makes sense. Um, but yeah. I do have a question. I never asked you this, but when you, uh, when you first directed sacred ground, mm-hmm. did you then go out and say, uh, before you directed, did you then say, I need to find an agent for 
directing jobs? Like, did you, because like as actors, we have a theatrical agent yeah. that handles our theatrical auditions as well as our commercial auditions, or maybe we split it up. We have one theatrical agent and one commercial agent. So explain to me that process of what you, how did you acquire your agent for directing? Well, I was at a small agency called Susan Smith and Associates that I had remember, a yeah. really classy list of actors, but they mm -hmm. had no directors. They had no I, they may have had some writers there. Okay. Yes. In fact, I met the writer, uh, Rob Chernow, who wrote the film, The Battery. He yes. had written a feature, a, a full-length film called The Battery that he wrote on spec. Okay. And I asked my agent, Susan Smith, she said, oh, this guy, Rob Chernow, um, is trying to be a writer. Maybe you can meet him. And so that's how The Battery, my first short film, came about. Right. I, I took his feature length script and I said, hey, let's come up with a short yes. version of this, like an intro, like an origin story of right. these kid, these brothers that are baseball players in his movie, adult mm. baseball players yeah. together. But I said, what's their origin story? How did they start? So we mm. made their childhood story of like nice. how they sort of bonded. Yeah, I needed an agent. And I, uh, I think I'd left Susan's office around season three or four. Um, to move to a bigger off, found a, found a manager and a bigger agent. And uh, yeah, I found, that's how I found the beginnings of my directing. Where'd you move stuff. to from Susan Smith to where? I went to point. a management company. I can't even remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't work out well. Okay. Uh, ultimately. And the agency was uh, my acting agent then was, I bounced around to a few different agencies. Okay. But you're, you're not remembering the names. Of I them don't even remember point. my agents. <laughs> you know, I should know you better and not go down that alley. I just can't just remember to, where I went. I was at Susan Smith's office for a long time. Which, again, a very, very well-established and respected um, boutique well. agency is yes. what, what you would call that. A smaller agency yeah. with, a, with a client list that is... A, a, arguably a good solid list when people look yeah, at very, it like, oh these are these are good actors like yeah that, they, right? they had yeah. a really strong list and that was what okay. i loved about it and then and then i don't know i think because of the directing thing i was trying to look for a different agency and yeah, yeah anyway yeah business oh. show business what agency are you at now i am at a little agency called caa okay so you're at caa as a director and as a as also as an actor too? Do they still? No, not really. Just you a director and producer. Just directing only. I don't okay. have an acting agent. I mean, I guess CAA would represent me right. if an acting thing came, comes along. And, right. And your good friend, Mitch Melkinson, my attorney, he's yeah. he's handled any of like the Lower Decks thing when that came in. That went through Mitch. No agent oh, on it. Mitch handled that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got a business gotta, show business. It's boring I'm, business. You know what? I don't know why I haven't done this, but I need to have lunch with Mitch. <laughs> Yes, you I should. I, that oh son of a gun. First God. of all, I have to have lunch just to give him crap for giving you all the photos of me. The photo of your broken college, tooth. My broken skiing. tooth on the ski trip. All these things that were part of my past reemerged because of Mitch Melkinson, our mm -hmm. connection that, uh, yeah. that we have. And it's funny because I... If I was going to say of all the guys that I was in the fraternity with, like which ones would, Who would be, be the successful yeah, yeah. guy? Mitch was the Mitch was the guy that played around all the time. I thought that Mitch was going to end up being a used car salesman. To be honest, I was like, "That's what Mitch will do. He'll That's sell a cars." Hollywood attorney is yeah. kind of a used car salesman in a way. In a way. Mm -hmm. But you know, but he was such a 
he was, you know, he had fun. It just seemed like he didn't take anything seriously. So I yeah. thought, you know, Mitchell, yeah, he'll have some retail job. I don't know. He'll he'll own a subway franchise or something like he's that. He's a he's a name partner at huge, one of the yeah. biggest uh entertainment law firms in Hollywood. He's right. yeah. He's a heavy hitter. He's a heavy hitter. He's a heavy sure. hitter, yeah. yeah. So big, I'm big. I'm proud of him. Definitely yeah. knowing that, you know, I knew him from his very very humble beginnings before that. The happened. thing I love most about Mitch Smelkinson, my attorney mm-hmm. now is he drives, he has an old 1955 Corvette, 58 Corvette. Oh, it's wow. an old vintage. Corvette. Oh, I love it. Vintage, yeah. like one of the first models. Yeah. It is cherry. It is a beautiful. It's little... gorgeous, huh? Yeah. Did he, t- did he take you for a ride in the, in the vehicle? No, I've vehicle? just seen him, you know, when I've had lunch with him, if he's pulled up in that thing, I'm like, wow, that is a cool car. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's talk yes. about this episode. We're let's about do. to. Uh, yeah. This is the sequel to the uh, the Unimatrix Zero Part One. This is Unimatrix Zero Part Two. Yeah. This is the uh, the second part of it. Uh, the season opener for season seven, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go uh, watch this episode, and we'll be right back, everybody, with our recap and discussion of Unimatrix Zero Part Two. Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Hey everyone, we're back from watching Unimatrix Zero Part Two. Part two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm, a lot of action. Wow. A, lot of, a action. lot of action. I will say I enjoyed this better than the first one. Oh my god. Are we opposite? Yes. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. you're I did. Oh. I enjoyed this better. I mean, the first one you was know, good. It was yeah. fine. I felt yeah. like it was a lot of like. I don't know. I think I feel like things paid off, and okay, you know, that's fine. I, that's let's fine. let's go we're, through we're, let's, it. Let's agree to disagree. We could disagree. Okay. Right. Here is my poetry synopsis, my haiku synopsis for Unimatrix Zero Part Two. Away team, still Borg. Trojan horse was the mission. Sanctuary gone. Nice, yeah, nice. Okay, here we go with a limerick poetry synopsis. Of this entire extravaganza. Lay it on me, Robbie. Here we go. It's a limerick, by the way. The captain plays an undercover game while Seven deals with an old flame. No time for romance. Janeway takes charge of the circumstance and the Borg may just never be the same. Oh, that's tight and good. That was a very right? good example for yeah. That was good. I'll, got my bing. I'll, I'll give you an A. I'll give you an no, A. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. All right. Nine point six. How's that? Okay. 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 Thank All you. Right. Um, our our teleplay and uh, story kind of remains the, the same. same. Yeah, remains the same. Mike Vehar directed. It was Vehar. Yes. All right. Vehar was. Ve- I loved Mike Vehar. He was awesome. So he was. He is. Yeah. Excuse me. And by the way, I'm going to say, did a great job in this episode. It, I thought Vehar's yeah, directing. Yeah, good. His directing. Yeah. And when we get there, there's a there's couple of great things shots, in particular definitely. that I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. I, um, I agree. Our I cast, think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Keep going. Our cast is all the same. Yep. Um, except we have two new additions. We have Andrew Palmer playing the errant drone. Remember when she talks to the drone? She's like... I can't hear you. And he's oh, in the room with her. One. Yeah. And he finally says something. Andrew Palmer is his name. I found a lot of stunts for him. Mm. And his very first job was in 1992 
a movie it looked like a horror movie like low budget called mm-hmm. run run like hell then a lot of stunt um credits but the thing that i think i did look and see he was in a bunch of other star trek stuff in character makeup and he was in first contact as a borg stunt person i think oh, so i bet they said they brought him over who do yeah. we have yeah. that we've spent the money on a borg yeah. outfit yeah bring them into audition they've only yeah. got one line yeah and th- i bet that's what happened and there was a stunt involved for him too because he gets yeah. he gets he lunges at the board queen hits hit by a force field and falls back that's true into the yeah. alcove. so so it makes they sense someone yeah that makes they sense. had a stunt guy from first contact cool. who had the costume built and that's andrew palmer played the errant drone uh we also have alien man do you remember that there was when the queen is it the queen or somebody alien man runs into somebody in the unimatrix and he's like where they're like, where are you from? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm from. He it was like his first time there. Oh no, they you were remember? asking him, like, what ship are you on? Do you what know? What ship yet? are he's you like, on? Yes. He goes, like, I don't know yet. So they had, know. the the virus hadn't been um that guy released that guy. yet. Yes. Okay. That's Alien Man. And he was just uh, you know, an ND alien guy. Hit the actor's name is Clay Storseth. Okay. And he has this credit and one other. Okay. <laughs> uh, the only other credit he has, and I think this may have been his first, maybe one of his first jobs. Yeah. Uh, a window that opens. It was a short film is the only other credit I could find for him. So Clay wow. Storseth, this is his big moment. It uh, is. Showbiz, I think. Yeah. But cool. that's Clay. That's our, right. that's our additions. Thank you for that. Shall we jump? Okay. Right in? Let's okay. jump in. Um, we start off with a, well, you know, we if you're watching on Netflix, there's a previously, yeah, previously on. There's Star a previously Trek. on, which we never did. No. Well, no, we've done it once before. Very rare, though. Well, no, every time we have a, uh, you know, we come back from a cliffhanger, we do have something uh, previously we do, on Star Trek Voyager. But I right? just, I found it to be, I found it to be really uh, good. I found it to be exciting to have a previously on. I wish okay. we had it every week, not just when we have. A special cliffhanger episode. Yeah, well, that'd be why nice. not? Because that that would help to keep that continuity. Anyway, yes, I like. I hear it. you. I hear you. Um, so then we have the very first shot of the new part of the episode. Uh, yep. The second part is the exterior space shot of the Borg tactical cube. It's flying then, right at the camera. Yeah, it's coming right at you. Right, right at the camera. It was yeah. a cool shot Super cool. out of the gate. I was like, Mike Vehar, nice work. Good job, Mike. Interior um, Borg cube. Very yeah. cool shot showing the different levels. The camera pans from like one very higher level cool coming shot. down. Very cool shot. One of our nice. best. Yeah. One of yeah. our best of. I knew you would be impressed by that shot. Very cool shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Dan Curry, uh, the whole team. Yes, great job. There. All of them. Great job there. All of them. We do uh, We do pick up Tuvok, who's making uh-huh. his way to find Belana Torres or the other members. And he does find Torres. But as they start speaking, we realize that they are drones, but they are now completely aware that they are drones. So they are not automatons and Taurus has this crazy like effect on her voice right so it's a yeah. sub vocal processor that was installed for her so now she sounds very robotic she's yeah she's the only one and they yeah. mention it they say now by the way let's just stop here for a minute because i was mm-hmm. like all right so they're on the ship the only thing the first thought i had is are they using the virus that they're gonna you know did they inject them with this virus or something because if you are assimilated we have never had any technology 
to to stop that. Like yeah. this is a huge thing there, that yeah. we've been able to be assimilated and still know who we are. Like that's a that alone is a game changer that I think is really underplayed in this whole episode. Even though it's you know well, it's, they it's were what injected. The they were injected with something. A nanovirus we learned later, but I was like a, no, a neural neuro neurosuppressant. That's yes, a neural from, suppressant. Yeah. But why can't we do that every time we deal with the Borg? Like now, if we have that, we should be eating them like they're Tic Tacs. Like exactly. everyone should have them. You just pop them like, in your mouth. Like this oh, is quick. a hey. huge deal. Yes. That have we you have taken your daily kind of, neurosuppressant? Yeah, like yeah, that. You'll, right. You'll never be assimilated. We'll never. Now no, we can fight them much more fairly. But yes. Anyway, that seems to get sort of glossed past what yeah. a game changer that is. But we use yeah. it for this this plot. Good catch. So anyway, good catch. I like that. So they're talking. Taurus yes. has this crazy. And you know what it sounds like? You know when you're a kid and the fan is on and you start talking in, in right in front of the fan to make that your voice sound funny. That's oh yeah, what it sounds. Oh like. yeah, it did sound like same that. way. Yeah, it did. Uh, and Tuvok basically says, "Hey, uh, let's go. We got to go find Janeway. We got to. Uh, we have to make it back to the to the not central back to, plexus. But we have to make our way to yes, the, central the central plexus, plexus which yes. I said last episode would be a great band name for us. Yes, okay. It sounds like a punk band. Central plexus. Central plexus on stage now. Um, Voyager Bridge. Chakotay says that um, they should have heard something by now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's what seventeen, eighteen minutes now has gone by and." Voyager basically just keeps following the cube at a very safe distance. On the bridge, the very first shot. Yes. Starts below the doctor's legs in a console and kind of comes up. Again. Again. We've never done that shot. Like Mike Vahart in season seven found a shot we had never done. Which is cool. And it was super cool. So. Mike's on fire. That's Kudos all I got to Mike. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's in the groove. But we do we do learn on the bridge that we're tracking their brain function, mm-hmm. uh, but we have not seen any sign of this virus deployed. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Chakotay calls Astrometrics. Seven says um, that the cube has been damaged, but mm-hmm. uh, it should be operational in a couple of hours, she tells Chicote. And um, Chakotay orders Seven to go back into the Unimatrix Zero so that they will uh, know as soon as this virus is deployed. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and he says something like, go back with your friends and let them, you know, so we, so we know when this thing, and she's like, they're not my friends. Yeah. Please call them acquaintances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like I, yeah, this whole story with her, love for axum or whatever this is, is what very made this confusing less, okay to robbie this is remember yes. in the very beginning we talked about you said you like this one better than the first one i yes. and i said i said i'm the opposite i'm the opposite because of this b storyline with her and axum it doesn't it, work it, at all it, i'll say it right now that it's a storyline that hurts my brain to watch this and i'm just going oh no but i think that's it why could have worked i think it could have worked but i think it's a combination of just the way that you the, know how it could have worked this is how it could have worked if they were just friends and they had not consummated and in this meeting they start to i feel it even more and consummate it you see what i'm saying like this is the next i think the whole thing that that blew it for me is in the last episode when she learned the truth she was so angry at him i don't know how you come back from that yeah it would have been different if she never learned the truth yeah and was like suspecting it and then did have feelings. And then he said, you know why you're having feelings? Because we, it's yeah. in you somewhere. We have yeah. this love for each other. And I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to 
you know, confuse you, but it's, yeah. it's her reaction real. really backed her into a corner that she couldn't it, get out of. Yeah. I don't think she, we ever got out of that nope. previous episode. I don't think no. we ever recovered from the way that they kind of went into the story. Anyway. Correct. All right. So now we're back in Unimatrix Zero. Chicote has basically ordered Seven to go back in there and, and let everyone know the 411. And is it Karak or is it Korak? Or is it? What's I think it's Karak. That's his name. Yeah. Karak is is Karak bossing is around pre- this Herogen. Well, no, he's prepping everybody. They're like he's the prepping Herogen's everybody. There. He's but, like, yeah. But he tells the he's like ordering the Herogen, and the Herogen's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, he's. I've into never it. seen a Herogen be that submissive. I gotta say. Okay. I've never seen anybody <laughs> talk to a Herogen and the Herogen go, "Oh, yes, sir, sure." Well, maybe whatever, that whatever. maybe that Herogen learned the lesson of teamwork. And there you go. And now they're 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 reformed. They're going to go yes. along with the plan. Seven uh, is looking for her acquaintance slash old boyfriend. He's yes. not there. He's not there. So yeah. Karak's like, well, we haven't seen him, so maybe he's dead. I mean, Karak's very uh, matter of fact. It's just like your dude probably said, dip. He could be dead. Yeah. Or, and he said he could know. be dead. And if he died, you know, in battle, <laughs> yeah. then it's it an would be honorable, an honorable one. Yeah. Honorable death. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and then. And then all of a sudden, while they're talking about this, you hear this like demon sound, but it's yeah, the, it's, yeah, it's, it's a guy coming out of his uh, regeneration. He's it, going into his regeneration cycle, right? So it was the weirdest the sound. I don't remember it from the previous like episode. It was like, okay. Oh, it was like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> was how, it the same sound? Okay. It was weird. It all was right. weird. Okay. I, I don't remember it from before. I didn't like it. Okay, bad, sorry. bad beeman sound. This is where the alien appears. Yeah. Uh, by the way. So, uh, uh, he just pops in and yeah, they ask says, him, yeah, has the virus been deployed? Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, I'm not sure. She goes, do you remember anything, anything, your location, where, what ship you're on? He's like, no, nothing. So basically the virus has not been deployed. It's still, it's still uh, yep. undeployed. Move on to the cube. We go back to the cube. There's Tuvok mm-hmm. and Bolana. They're looking yep. for the central plexus. They see a couple drones walk through kind of a force field in the hallway. Yep. And so they think they're heading towards maybe that that'll be where they should go. So they, go over and Tuvok sort of tests it. He like puts his hands Yeah, because he up. thinks he's not going to go through it because he's still yeah. thinking in his non-drone head, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But his hand goes through. So they're like, yeah. cool, good. So they go in, they find uh, a room that's leading them towards the central plexus and there's a drone working on a console and Tuvok's like, I'm going to take care of this. He goes over to Vulcan neck pinch the drone and suddenly the drone turns around. It's Janeway. It's Sharpay Janeway. Yes. Okay. Anyway, yes. And she exciting. seems pretty normal-ish. She's very way, normal. She's not she's, very Borg at all. No. She's just Janeway with Borg makeup on. That's it. Like Janeway going to a Halloween party on the ship dressed as and a Borg. I think that it would have been good if Mike or the actors had discussed, maybe they did discuss it. Like when we first see them turned into Borg, you know, Roxanne's head turns and she sort of marches like a drone and yeah. Tuvok's marching like a drone and... Janeway's head even turns the first time we see them, right? They're yeah. pretty drone-ish. They are. They never are after that. Like they oh, don't walk. Oh, yeah. They don't walk that way. Yeah, they walk now, like their normal selves. They walk like Correct. their normal selves. Yeah. And I feel like even if they can walk like their normal selves, if they're around anyone else, at least until their cover's busted, they would walk. They should still do they their put thing. put it on. Yeah. yeah they would... <laughs> I will say this, though. I do believe that since First Contact premiered that movie those drones walked pretty robotish and slow okay clunky and now looking at the drones now you know they just look 
even though they're slower than Janeway and everyone else, how they're walking, they're still faster than they were on first contact to me. It seems like they're pacing. Yeah, they're getting more human yeah. walk. Yeah, exactly. So Which I miss I miss the old days. I do. And I feel like they didn't really, you know, respect the canon of that movement being very robotic yes. and stiff. So, yes. OK, Agreed. let us move on. All right. So there's Janeway and she's trying to find the plexus, uh, you know, doesn't want to draw any attention um torres goes to some panels she's like uh I, there's an alternate route uh, it's about 30 meters away yeah and uh as they're kind of figuring this out we see tuvok is sort of distracted and he hears like the the collective voice in his head and janeway is like you okay and uh he says his neural suppressant must be wearing off or something so this is we start to see here that tuvok is not hanging on as strong as as Janeway and Bolana, which is I didn't interesting feel like that he's... was the right choice though. Writing wise, I would have written it different. I would have had Janeway succumb to it or Bolana succumb to it before Tuvok did being yeah. as Vulcan as Vulcan. he is and how, how, you know, meditative and strong his mind yeah. is he would, and he goes first like that, or maybe his neurosuppressant that was injected by the doctor had a lower dose. There's been rejecting. Mistake. Maybe maybe the Tuvok physiology is different. It's rejecting it. In maybe some way. yeah, um, and it wasn't altered to the right uh, chemical. But he's know, he's starting to go. For him. He's starting to go down. He's he starting is. to go down. Yes. We go back over to the Unicomplex, and we see that she, the Borg Queen, is hearing Tuvok. Yeah. And she says something like, "I I can't Tuvok or something." She says something. Like, no, she goes. I she goes. I heard him. The Vulcan. But the he's Vulcan gone. Yeah. Why? So she heard him and then she didn't hear him. She's like, why, why can't I hear the others? So now she's, yeah, she, now she's, she's like, she's got, she's, she's learning. They're, they're somehow masked from her, but yeah. yet she's getting glimpses of Tuvok for a second yep. and then he yep. fades out again. Yeah. All right. And so now we go to Unimatrix zero to yes. the virtual reality the forest. and uh, we see some drones searching. There's Tom Morga, our stunt man. Yeah. Tom, that's right. Tom's yep. uh, walking around and he kind of, puts his laser sights on some alien in the bushes. And so he follows that alien hits a trip wire. Yeah. And like a log little, comes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a gate or something hits yeah. him in the head, knocks him onto a, onto a rock and he's dead. Yeah. And, and he I fritzes thought out. he fritzes out. I mm. thought, well, that was easy. Like if we can kill board drones with logs. Yes. Like we don't need all our phaser rifles and, <laughs> you know, torpedo that's all we need hit him with some log we just need some log sometimes i think the borg look pretty stupid (laughs) like sometimes they look like the most evil dangerous unbeatable alien in star trek history and sometimes they look like laurel and hardy for you laurel and hardy okay and that this was a laurel and hardy moment good that was easy yeah Uh, anyway axum has set up these traps he talks about it he he uh Oh, but right after that happens, another trap sets. Remember? Yes. Yeah. He so. talks about that trap worked, and then uh, they hear another trap, and they yeah. go over, and in this it's net, the old net trap, yeah, the one exactly. that pulls you up. Yeah. In the net is seven of nine. Annika Hudson. Uh, yeah, and Axum tells the others, "Leave this one to me." Hmm. Mm-hmm. This was a very flirty scene. It, most definitely all the looks the going back and forth you know yes i agree i was so this is where i was confused in the storyline this yeah. is the this is the story everything else works for me in this episode this story does not because i was like wait a minute i agree she was 
I so agree. angry at him the last I agree, 1,000%. So, she did a 180 with this guy completely. In this scene. It's a very, very flirty scene. She tells like, you know, wait for the word on the virus and uh, yes. I should return to camp. Yeah, and, and when he released, cuts her out of this net, she falls into his arms. Do you remember that? She like falls oh, into his arms I, and they have this, this like... I was like, where did this come from? I know, it's crazy. She was just saying, like, I wish you were dead last yeah, episode. Like, pretty I don't, much. I don't understand. Much. We will only be friends. And that's how she was in the last episode. Yes, but she does say Wait. after she falls in his arms and has this moment, she's like, I'll go back with you, but uh, no more yeah. talking. No, no more talking. Like, mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. So he's like, okay. That's All it. right. But anyway, they go off. So we see there's going to be more there. And yeah. now we go back to the cube. Torres is working on this access door to the nexus plexus or whatever it's called yeah tuvok still like phasing out he's like hearing things still yes he hears yeah. where are you he starts recalling his life like where he was born the yeah time, he the thinks day, that he can place. recite details about his life this will stop this uh yes. you know from happening yeah so he's he's you know talking to himself about all these facts about who he really is yeah janeway says you got to stay focused she uh taurus does but- enter this plexus the central yeah. plexus punk band yeah yeah tuvok does say look you you need to deactivate me if it comes to that you know he's he's trying to he does let janeway know in this scene that he has yeah. this. he's like know, i'm losing he's it pulled if, out yeah yeah mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to deactivate me basically kill me yeah but i love when she finds you know the the way to get into this room yeah and the door opens this puff of smoke comes out it's like <laughs> it was cool looking i yeah. loved it it was cool. Open, it was very theatrical. Moment. Very theatrical. Well, yes. It was good for the central plexus. It's very definitely rock the and plexus roll. needs a little. Yeah, you know, needs smoke, a little rock and right? roll. Yeah, a little rock and roll smoke machine. I I'll go with that. And they go inside. Tuvok hears the queen again. He looks into like a mirror. Like they have yeah. mirrors in there. Or something. It's I like know. a funhouse mirror. <laughs> See, that's what most people don't know. Board cubes always have like a funhouse component. Have a funhouse. It's yeah. like a, a little side thing that yeah. most people don't know about. But yeah. Yeah. The next scene is the best scene here. This is the scene in the ready room. I want to hear your interpretation of this one. This is Paris and Chicote. All right. So this scene, the scene you're talking about, this we're back, is, yes. back on Voyager. Mm. Chicote's sitting there at Janeway's desk. Yep. Because he's in charge now. He's number one. Yeah. And Paris comes in. Yeah. And I, I, I thought, what is what is Chakotay doing? Like, is he checking his Instagram or what? I don't even know. He seemed very busy. Yeah. I was like, this is personal work that he's doing. I don't know. It just was. He's really very, busy. Very busy yeah. on the thing. But Wait. anyway, Tom's Tom's worried about the team. He says the plan was two hours. It's been over two and a half now. Yeah. And Tom says, you know, with the team gone, that makes me acting first officer, Chakotay. And, uh, you know, I, I thought I would give you my opinion as acting first officer that I, you know, I think you should pull them out before it's too late. This is getting dangerous. Oh and my goodness. Chakotay is like, well, I say we wait. And yeah. I forget the dialogue, but there's a bit of a, like, this is old I, Tom and Chakotay. Yeah. Stuff. Like, I wrote, this is where Tom gives Chakotay some sass. Sassy Tom comes out. Yeah, Tom's a, a little sassy. He's like, there's, hey. a, there's a little bite to this uh, Tom Paris in this, yeah, scene, for sure. And Chakotay yeah. bite, bite barks. He back bites a back. He bit. says, yeah, in normal in normal situations, this could get you into a lot of trouble. But the way you have spoken to a captain, the way you've mm-hmm. you know chosen to speak to me, so 
Uh, and then Paris just bites right back as well. I learned from the best saying that he learned the yeah. sass that he has from, from you. Chicote. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there you go. A but it's a nice, forth. I like this. I like yeah. this scene too. Yeah, I had a good fun. time watching this. Now we go back to the cube. Janeway says, download the virus. Taurus starts to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uses her hand tubules. I love that. I know. She's downloading I wish it I had those. from her body, I guess. Yeah, her tubules. <laughs> I mean, this is the part, like, this is what I don't understand. If 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 we were sent on this mission, she would have to have a piece of technology to download this thing, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not in her. It's no. not in her bloodstream. No. But now that she's Borg, suddenly she can just do it with tubules? Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of, like... Now that I'm deconstructing this more, maybe my maybe my rating will go down. A it's gonna, I don't know. <laughs> this is where Tuvok hears the queen again. Yes. And he starts talking about his his uh daughter's name. Yeah. And then do you hear what the city was where she was born? No, where was it? He said to Paul. Isn't to Paul the his wife or the character from wife. Enterprise? <laughs> maybe yeah. I'm like, huh? Why would that his wife's that's the city named yeah? He goes, and my you know. It's weird. That was that's very that's strange. He's 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 losing it. He doesn't lo- remember. Maybe that's what it is. He's losing it. He's, he's calling his. It. He's saying that is the city his is the is name the city. of his wife's name and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's all messed up. We cut to the bridge. Doc sees that Tuvok has a problem, and then Chakotay comes down to Tom and says, "Hey, if I decide to go a little closer, I assume my first officer would concur." Yeah, and Paris goes, "Yes, that's correct." So we see there on the so that little bump in the previous scene. I feel like. Uh, I felt you guys should have high fived or fist bumped at the hugged point. it out or, or something. just yeah a little something hugged it out. yeah I love you to go <laughs> something like that yeah okay I so like that. we cut to space we see Voyager hit warp they are going in closer so yes we know that happened we go to the yeah. plexus they put the virus into the plexus and then they're getting ready to leave our away team's getting ready to leave to contact Voyager let them know it's done yeah. and Tuvok blocks them yeah but Tuvok he did say. You know, Captain, you must deactivate me. He was holding on for the very last little mm-hmm. rasp of sanity. And then that's then when he... Well, she tries to move towards her. Remember that? And, he, and she gets knocked back by a, a personal force field thing that Tuvok yep. shoots out there. And that's yep. when he says, my designation is three of 12. So he becomes Borg, full Borg now. Yep. Yeah. And yep. then he blocks the queen. Uh, then he blocks the queen. I called Janeway the queen. And then he blocks Janeway. He blocks Janeway. Oh, doesn't he knock down Torres? He knocks yeah. Torres down. Oh, yeah. He knocks her down. He hits her hard. I was thinking, oh, Tom's lady is just getting it from Tuvok mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now the queen knows where all three of the away team are. And drones appear. Tuvok's gone to the dark side. Some drones appear to help him. And we're on a chase. We basically start a bit of a, a chase here. Yeah. And we go to the bridge. We're 40 kilometers uh within range of 40,000 kilometers. 40, Sorry, 40,000, 40 K I wrote down. Yep. That's K is short for kilometers. Um, yeah, 40, <laughs> 40,000 kilometers uh, within range of this cube. Harry says there's still too much shielding around the plexus. He right. can't get a lock on them. So we're, no. we've gone in close, but we can't pull them out. Still, yeah. we go back to the cube. This is where uh, Tuvok knocks out Torres right here. Janeway attempts oh, to run, uh, but yeah. he grabs her. And I, I, this is where I wrote down, like, Tuvok isn't, uh, Tuvok grabs her. He's he's full Borg now. 
but her movement is not robotic at all. Like if she's trying to keep any cover, it's she's gone. Yeah, she's Janeway. She's easily, totally Janeway. Easy she's for them Janeway, to see. That she is. I, Janeway at the Halloween party, dressed as a yeah. board. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, back on the bridge, Chicote's like target their shield generators. And at this point, um, something happens. Uh, there's like a, a, a Borg torpedo we see coming, which is a cool well, shot. It's coming right at us, right? Yeah, the, the, um, the Queen has has seen Voyager approach yes. just before this. We go to the bridge. Chakotay is going to shoot at him, but Paris is commander. Then yeah. we go to a screenshot and we see this like torpedo coming at us. Yeah. But I know for dramatic reasons, it's like commander, yeah. cut to the screen, it's coming. Oh, no. But those torpedoes would be there in like a second. Like, yeah, that was, was a really so slow torpedo. Slow. You know what it that is? It was the slowest that... torpedo I've ever seen I'll in my life. I'll tell you, that's called the Borg shame you torpedo. Yes. Where it's going so slowly that you feel so much shame from being hit by it. Like you should have evaded that. There should have been evasive maneuvers and there weren't uh, evasive maneuvers in that no. scene. But no. it's a uh, big hit. It's, big well, hit no, but you know thing. what happens though, is like we can't, someone has um, basically accessed our tactical control oh yeah so the our shields yeah, the, were down the yes queen that's why has somehow tapped mm. into our systems our shields the, uh, are down well you know what we learned later it's because the queen is now in cahoots with uh, uh tuvok's brain so she gets all the evasive she gets all the codes and everything from tuvok's um consciousness basically so that's how she knows cheater she's a cheater she's a cheater we get a big hit though. The doctor says sensors are down. He's lost oh. the away team. Harry says hull breaches. Oh, yeah. Deck five, yeah. six, seven. Yeah, Chakotay's another big like, hit. Reverse course. Paris is. We can't just leave them. Like you're very, you're yeah, because he loves his his lady. He, he loves, loves his lady the, who just the Balana backhanded by Tuvok. You know, yeah, she needs some help, but no, she can handle her own. We go back to the queen, and she says she thanks Tuvok for the help, like yes. you said, all the information. Yeah. She starts walking away, and then she turns suddenly, and she's like, "I'm losing voices." Yeah, I love the scene. And she's in this push in on her face. She she starts listing the voices. Yeah, you know the drones that she can't hear anymore. Right. So we realize that the virus. Is starting to take effect on all th from the central plexus. Yeah, hundreds it's been she says, spread out. Thousands entire, now. Yes. She's losing thousands of voices. Yeah. She turns to somebody in the room and she realizes even one of the Borg drones in the room in the same her. room with her. She can't hear. She his can't thoughts hear him. Either. So she walks. Yeah. yeah, walks over to that guy, um, and she basically interrogates him, talks to him. And I thought here, like, if she's really testing him, why isn't she first at least trying to? telepathy or whatever you know yeah. through the collective talk and right. then start talking yeah. but she went right to words she did uh he's not responding he's not responding well he's like i'm not alone you can't stop us all because that's after he tries to lunge at her to attack her but that force field knocked him back knocked him right. back i felt like that line by the way was loop and i don't know if the actor looped it or if loop group looped it or oh I don't know. you think someone it was okay. not a great loop job of his we're not alone you yeah. can't stop us all yeah. Yeah. It was not I a agree. great loop I number. Agree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they get him. So he's got the virus in him. We go to space, the cubes flying by. Yeah. Uh, we go back inside. Janeway is in an alcove. She's walked in, thrown into this org alcove with a force field around her. She's stuck in there. Yeah. Um, then we cut back outside and we see the cube entering this unicomplex, that cool space station that I thought yeah. was, that was super cool. Yeah, it is cool. But then, 
Isn't that the scene where she makes Janeway's image look non-Borg like? It goes back to Starfleet. Do you remember yes. that? Like, yeah. Like, what? What? What was the? Purpose I don't know what, of that. I don't understand that. Why like she didn't queen, just go talk to her normally? Yeah, the queen goes. I altered the transmission to restore your original appearance. I know how vain humans can be. That's the line from the queen to Jane. Yeah, that's the explanation of why she's going to talk to. So that we, I think part of it was they didn't want to put Kate in the Borg makeup so much while she was speaking those lines. Ah, so they had her as a Borg yeah. in the other room, being transmitted holographically as Janeway's normal look. Yeah, but it means that. Kate had to shoot all those lines when she was in the Borg alcove in the Borg makeup. Mm -hmm. And she had to shoot those lines on some kind of green screen or something. Yeah. Yeah. For the other stuff. So, right. So, yeah. Okay. But at least it looked like Starfleet Janeway versus Borg queen as, as opposed right. to Borg, Borg, Borg Janeway Borg. versus Borg Janeway. Yeah. Yeah. It was a better visual. I think. Understood. Okay. They start having this, um, conversation the queen yeah. says look at this dead drone right here yeah you killed him blames it on on janeway mm -hmm. and she also tells janeway that she knows everything about unimatrix zero and the virus and what you're trying to do so she must have learned all of this from tuvok again right and she says you know i can't fix the virus right now i need an antidote i gotta stop this mm -hmm. and if you your doctor created this virus he can find a cure so if you're if you don't agree to help me, I'll just assimilate Voyager and I'll have your doctor. And I did love that intercutting. We do cut back to Borg Janeway kind of saying some of this stuff. Janeway says no. And so the queen pulls up an image on a monitor of spatial grid 94, cube 60. And she yep. says, see that cube? I can't hear three drones in that cube. <laughs> yeah. And she initiates self-destruct. She kills them all. She, how many were in that cube again? <laughs> I forget how many, but in the first one, she pulls up another one. She says there's 11,000 drones on this one. That's a sphere. And there's sphere. only one. That's the sphere. The sphere, sorry. Yeah. 11,000 uh, drones. 64,000 drones on the cube. On 64, the first 64,000. Three she could not hear. So, 60, so she killed them all. Well, yeah, 63,997. Seven. Yeah. That's, that's rough. It's She's bad. tough. It's a bad day. Uh, the sphere comes up. 11,000 drones on the sphere. She says there's only one who's <laughs> silent. And she destroys that. She is yeah. cold, cold-hearted, cold-hearted. And she says, you know, Janeway, this is all your fault. All these yeah. drones are dying. These innocent drones are dying. And this is your fault and for freeing those few drones. Mm -hmm. And she says, I will destroy all the cubes that have any infected drones. What are you willing to sacrifice, Janeway? Millions? She's like, ten, uh, you know, hundreds, thousands, millions? Janeway's she says, gonna need therapy after all the head messing that uh, you know. Oh my god! The queen is really messing with Janeway's head. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she basically gives Janeway uh, an ultimatum. She yep. says, "You tell these individuated Borg to rejoin to, our collective, to rejoin immediately, us and I will spare them. Yeah, mm -hmm. or I'm gonna kill millions of drones. Yeah. And then Janeway says something like, "Well, they have a choice now. It's up to them." And Queen's like, you're, you, you know, you're, you're using them. Yeah. And, but Janeway does not relent. And uh, she tells the Borg Queen, she's, I don't know, she, she, she decides that the Borg Queen should go to Unimatrix Zero. You should see this. Maybe you'll be convinced. You know, she's trying yeah. to appeal to her individuality, I guess. Yeah. And she says, you know, if you just have a taste of individuality, then 
maybe but, you you won't want to destroy the entire collective. Yeah, because that's what's going to happen. Because if there's one, it's just one voice out of any cube yeah. or sphere, it's completely destroyed. So the yep. it, the entire collective would be destroyed. Yeah, if she went through with that. Yes. Yeah. So then we go to the bridge yeah. really quickly. And I love the choreography here. It was like a handheld shot on the bridge. Yeah. Seven, seven comes in. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry's repairing things. Uh, Paris has a line or something. And it's yeah. all kind of one shot. Uh, seven comes in. She reports that yeah. the drones in Unimatrix Zero can now remember. So we know the virus is working. And yep. uh, Chakotay says, you've got to go back and see if... Uh, any drones are aboard Tactical Cube 138. Maybe they could help us. Right. So go find those, you know, the freed drones in the in the virtual place. See if they can help yeah. um, Janeway and and our team. Mm -hmm. So she uh, rushes back to go into her into her virtual place, but and not before. Yes, the doctor yeah. exactly. Go the ahead. doctor's got to make some modifications to her alcove. Yeah, and uh, so they have a long scene here. They talk about. Her double life, her, you know, being well, one, one person here and another person there. Yeah, but the, the focus of this scene was her relationship with Axum. This is what the doctor is talking to her about, pretty much. He's talking to her scene. about that, but he's also playing a lot of subtext of his own sadness of most, I... most definitely. But again, that B storyline of Axum and Seven is what ruined this episode for me. Um, or at least what made me feel like this episode is not as good as the first part mm -hmm. because of that b storyline and now we have a scene where they're talking about that b storyline and yes the doctor is dealing with his own stuff too yeah i do see and that. the doctor's advice to me was very human it was really good advice and good thoughts yeah. but i felt like i wish they had written his therapy scene here <laughs> being a counselor more like hey i'm a robot mm -hmm. and you're a robot mm -hmm. and let's talk about robots experiences mm -hmm. But he was really talking as if he were human, and I, I found that to be a little strange. It pulled you out, didn't it? Yeah, I wish it was yeah. more robot talk. Yeah, you know, well, as a robot, I, yeah. I wanted to feel there's, things too. You know, I, there's been a couple times where the doctor's had lines or been in scenes where he comes off very human-like, and you're like, no, that's more, that's not, no, that's not the program happening right there. So. I don't think it is. I think he yeah. should have been. The same curious, yeah. naive robot that she is in this situation. He might have a little more time under his belt. You, and yeah. Do you think there was some jealousy from it. the doctor? Oh, yeah, for sure. So there was a, that feelings of like, you know, it yeah, should be he me. Was jealous. Yes. And, and yes. what well, he that, says, I'll, but, I'll but say he this about Axum. Should he be experiencing that as a program? Jealousy like that? I think he can, but I think it would be confusing to him because he does say, well, that Axum. He's a very lucky man. And that's what I mean, every guy that say, loses out in the game of love says about yeah, the other guy. You're basically so, saying, I think you're awesome. And I wish, I you, wish were I, you were with person. me. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was uh, it was a strange scene. At, and yeah. if that romance storyline had been deeper, if we had been more invested in it yeah. or not so confused by it, yeah. then I think I, this scene would have made more sense to me. But I felt like... There's or Harry. Emotion. Harry could have been in this scene with Seven. Yeah. That would have made more sense. But there's almost more emotion in this scene than there is with Axum, the guy that she's supposed to Oh, yeah. Most, you know. most definitely. I agree. I yeah. agree. Okay. Okay. We go back to Unimatrix. They're having a big meeting. Axum's yeah. uh, telling them that they need to strike at the Unicomplex and mm. disrupt the collective's communication so they can regroup outside of here. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Seven says, well, you need to help the away team too. Janeway, Torres, and Tuvok. They risk their lives for you guys. Mm-hmm. And Korok, uh, um, at first, um, doesn't care about that. He's There's like, no time for it. it. Yeah. It's, it's and then Axum argues, this is, you know, they helped us. This is a matter of honor. You know, I thought honor meant something to you. So then Korok's like, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll help them. So he goes out to find if there's any drones in the virtual world that might also be in that cube where our team is. So mm-hmm. they are starting to, maybe they can help. We'll see. Um, Seven approaches Axum though. They talk about how he's on the other side of the galaxy, basically. Yeah. He's in a scout ship in the beta quadrant. Yeah. He is like, <laughs> so he's so not even... He's no nowhere near in real life. They would no. never meet. No. She's super vulnerable with him in this scene. Yes. You know, they talk about meeting in real life. Again, this is where I'm just like, how did we get so from there to here? It doesn't yeah. connect for me. It's like um, a it's like a whole nother genre of television here. Here's the yeah. soap opera right here. Yeah. This, you yeah. know? Okay. And she says something like they won't be able to meet at the Faratham Gorge. And she <laughs> yeah. says, Oh, it was at the top of our list. So she's remembering some of this stuff. The Faratham It's all Gorge. coming back all of a sudden, yes. right? She knows it all now. And he says, well, maybe <laughs> we can put fluidic space at the top of our list now. So they're kind of, they're working little, it out. Yeah. yeah. There's a little something, something happening. Axum asks if, uh, if they never can meet anywhere, is this good enough for her? Like, will this be enough? And yeah. she takes his hand and she kisses him. And I think this is Seven's first real kiss, like real kiss on the show. Does she kiss? I'm trying to think. Well, in the Herogen and the, I don't know. When well, she was she little... kissed me and then she turned into an alien though. So I, I did. But was it a long, I mean, was it a kiss kiss? This yeah. was like, it was a kiss oh, it kiss. Was? Uh-huh. I don't remember. Oh, okay. All right. We reviewed this I know, earlier. I, I know. I don't remember. On our but it podcast. Was a long... I remember you, he, she kissed. I mean, this is the first time where it's like not a twist. There's no twist. This is a full on romance kiss. Yeah. Okay. I'll go I don't with think that. she's had any. I'll go with that. Legitimate. Did she kiss the doctor? I, I think there might have been a peck or something, but I, and I think when she was the lounge singer, didn't like the Herogen guy, the Nazis or somebody try to kiss her or something? What? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just saying this is the first. Okay. Okay. I'll go with that. There's with no that. spin on it. Yeah. She's into it. He's okay. into it. This right. is real romance. This is the first time that that I can think of where Seven has had yeah. that sort of experience, huh. which I think is kind of important ultimately when in the very last scene when she talks with the captain. Yeah. I think it is important that she feels something that's has never happened to her right. before. Okay. But cool. anyway, big kiss, big kiss yeah. moment. We're back in Unimatrix. Unimatrix in the Zero, jungle part. Back in the and, forest, yeah. In the forest, kids are running around and one kid's crawling around on the ground and crawls over right to, to the, the feet. feet of the queen oh, she's queen there yes. and he goes you're one of the machine people trying yeah. to hurt us yeah i love that the machine people yeah and he tries to say the word assimilate and he's so, like a sism a civil <laughs> she's like assimilate and she says, "It's assimilation is like friends. It's like being." Friends. Can you play that boy grown up just doing those lines, yeah. just like you just did just now? Yeah. She says it's like being friends, and let's just be friends. And you know, it's good to be in a collective and be friends because 
it's fun she says which made me laugh it was because the way she said it was so borg you know yes exactly and, and she's sort of like seven's line from uh child's play was it child's play when she says fun would now commence do you remember yes, that line yes, so yes. this was the borg queen version the of borg's version would now commence yeah um i have one does... other note before you go on one at last note um the yeah. alien boy did you notice his makeup no oh he, he had a little... This, this little yes but here's the thing I was like, God, that looks familiar. And the more I looked at it, I realized he is the same race of the aliens from the episode Muse, where Bellana Torres and Harry Kim crash land on that planet. And they're doing the Greek tragedy play and everything like that. All those aliens have what I called in in my video reaction for that episode, one of my video reactions, I I called them the Venus flytrap aliens because that's what it looks like it's like like a little you know it's it's almost like that That was the same alien he was a kid of them but this but this doesn't make any sense because they're a pre-warp society they were in feudal times they were like swords and arrows and stuff so you see what i'm saying so if there was them the board could have taken some of them but i think he talked about our ship was shaking when they came at us like when we first hear this boy talk in the first episode and the way he's dressed it's very advanced and modern and a post-warp society you see what i'm saying you and balana left behind some important info and now they're flying spaceships. oh hey you're maybe they did sort of uh reverse engineer a lot of things that we left behind and they be maybe let's buy that let's go with that one (laughs) let's move Um, on but she also says in the scene to him that she was assimilated when she was a kid. Do you, yes. do you think she was lying? I don't know. She It was pretty no, legit I bought sounding. It. I bought it. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I bought it at first, but then when she says, do you miss your, I miss my parents. Or she says, you know, I, my parents are with me now because the collective, do you miss your parents? Then I thought maybe she said that just to set him up. I don't know if she was really assimilated when she was a kid. You've been watching too much television, Robin Duncan. McNeil. I don't believe it. I think it was all all part of the con. It was she all wasn't. Con? She's lying. She's lying to a child. I'm gonna believe it. Okay. I'm gonna choose to believe it. She says, "My parents are here right now. Could, could I see my parents?" And then she says, "Sure." And, and then she says, "Show me more of this place." Yeah. And so he says, uh, "Yeah, there's a great place where you can see everything from." Uh, a cliff or something. Yeah. So they walk over to this, you know, shot of a lookout. And yeah. I, all I could think of was they're staring at a green screen and yeah. the bounce, the light bouncing off the green screen is all over their costumes and faces. It just did not look like a great really green screen to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Didn't, did not. All right. But uh, I'm okay with it, but all right. But it was a pretty view. Just was. a fake view yeah. it's a fake pretty view but yes. you know it's the it's the thought that counts but it was right prettier <laughs> um we go back to the cube and um holographic janeway's there the queen's there queen says that you're not in the cube you're in the unicomplex now Unicomplex. Right? yeah 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 janeway's uni- on the cube so that's, that's why right. she's hollow janeway in the queen's little thing so in the queen's lair yeah um but she's talking in the unicomplex to holographic janeway and she yeah. says that place is primitive she pulls up like a scan of some kind of you know medical scan or something it looks like <laughs> yeah. dna or something yeah. and she says you recognize this and janeway's like no and she goes well you should because we've mutated your virus and we've mutated it to kill all the drones that are connected to unimatrix zero 
it. And unless you convince them to return to the collective, I'm going to release our mutated virus and it's going to kill them all. So what do you want to do? And Janeway's like, you know what? That's great, but you can't deliver it. You can do whatever you want with that nanovirus, but you can't deliver because they've all been severed from the collective already. So too yeah. bad. Ha ha. And that's when the queen says, oh, yeah, I can also get to them in one other way. I can release this mutated nanovirus by going to Unimatrix Zero myself and releasing it there. And that will end them. And so Janeway's like, huh. Uh, so the queen basically says, I'll spare their lives. But yep. you gotta convince you, them to come back. This is your choice. That's it. This yeah. is your choice. Another the, the ultimatum is is further uh, reinforced cold. in this scene. She is yeah. cold. Cold, she really cold, is. cold. We go back to the bridge. The warp core is back online. Neelix yeah. is there. Yes. We Neelix don't see is... Neelix on the bridge in the middle of action that often. Never. I just like think he's they served to put coffee him in and sandwiches somewhere. and all kinds of things on the bridge, but he doesn't do this, right? Well, I feel like in the last episode he was in one scene but didn't say anything. Like the ready room scene a briefing room scene or something wow so he's he they haven't had much for neelix yeah in a couple of episodes it was yeah. nice to see him up there it is he yeah. says we've got sensors back online mm -hmm. harry says someone has tapped into our holographic systems it's the borg and yeah. then the doctor calls yeah and says uh someone's here to see you commander uh you might want to come on down mm -hmm. we go to sick bay uh chakotay enters and it's hollow janeway in sick hollow bay janeway. And she says, you know, they've proposed this uh, compromise. They're, they're going to release this mutated virus mm -hmm. that will kill all the drones. Um, and we also intercut with the Borg Janeway. So we know that the Borg Janeway is back on the cube, the cube. or wherever. Yeah. And, uh, and she's being projected as mm -hmm. herself there. Mm -hmm. And she says, um, she says, Unimatrix Zero can no longer exist. Mm -hmm. basically that's an order yeah have i and then she repeat have i made myself, myself clear, clear commander yes. have i made myself clear is what she says yeah. yeah and he agrees and then uh she disappears and seven and the doctor are like what what was are you that? doing yeah. what's what the going on yeah it's like she's issued this you know kill order how can we do this right and but here's Chicote a great jc says, moment yeah Chakotay says, didn't you hear? Unimatrix Zero can no longer exist. So JC we know has this connection. He, he understands yeah. her where well, everyone else doesn't. So yes. there you go. We go back to the bridge and Tom is yeah. in the captain's chair. I know. That was first nice. time. I, I think that's the no, first. No, that's not the first time. You've been I there before. Like no, you have. Really? I, yes, you have. I promise. Okay. At least one episode. Well, we're in uh, season seven now, Robbie. You don't think you've manned the bridge once in the? In... I don't think I have ever. All right, been I'm gonna in find. I'm gonna find scene. a scene. Okay, and um, I don't think so. I think this is the first. You're gonna owe me a Pepsi recall. or a Coke okay. if I'm right. Okay. Okay. All right. Tom's in the chair, though. Um, we do see a Borg sphere approaching. Well, and yeah, we're nervous. We learn, yeah, at first we're yeah. nervous, and then we cut over maneuvers, and it's battle stations is what Paris says. Cor but it's Korok. It's Korok. It's Karak. It's, is it Korok or Karak? Karak. I don't know. He's 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 a uh, yeah. Can we just call him K to the O to the R to the O to the K? No, I'm sorry. We're not going to do that. It's just no, Karak. That's that sounds much harder. <laughs> he's Karak. Um, but he's 
he's a man of his word. He said he would help. He's back well, in his board yeah, look. He's taken command of that entire sphere. So he yes. look at that. He's he says, We've come to join you in battle, which is a really very satisfying moment to have a, yes. an ally for the US. We Voyager. don't know what the plan is yet. Because no, there's all no we plan. Know is, we just got some guy that's gonna be there with us. Chakote so. knows, but he's not telling anybody yet because he only speaks in romantically with, with Janeway. Yes. But we go to the bridge. Chakotay's <laughs> back. He uh, calls seven in astrometric, says we're almost there. Yeah. Have you isolated the frequency? She says, yes, uh, almost. Chakotay says, get Korok. We go to his sphere. Yeah. He receives this interlink fre- frequency, interlink mm-hmm. frequency. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chakotay tells Korok, wait for my signal. We go back to um, Unimatrix Zero. Yeah. And Axum is there and he's telling people like, you got to get out of here. Um, we can't be here when this happens and we're going to have to make a sacrifice. Yeah. So all this is happening fast. We go back to the bridge. Chakotay says, it's time, Korok. Um, we cut outside of his sphere, Korok's sphere, and it, it's powering weapons. We cut over to Voyager. Voyager's powering its weapons too. Mm-hmm. Or It's like it's our, it's our array dish, I guess. Because what we're sending out is this... The deflector array, right? The deflector array, yeah. They're powering up on both the Sphere and Voyager. We go back to the Unimatrix. Axum sending the last ones off this virtual world. It's starting to sort of... What uh, we're doing is... Are we sending out... Yeah, aren't we sending out out, uh, something to disrupt the the frequency that Unimatrix Zero exists on? Yes. We're trying to do that to eliminate it. Exactly. Yes, yes. We're basically destroying this virtual world so that she can't kill everybody. Correct. And it'll mm-hmm. preserve these these yep. individuated Borgs, right? Yep. Back to Are the you... cube. Yep. And we're back to, um, well, I guess it's the- The, the, the Queen's complex. chamber? Yeah, Unicomplex. Queen, the, queen, the queen actually notices something's happening, right? That's when she's yep. like, you know, what are they doing? And Janeway's like, well, you wanted to destroy Unimatrix Zero mm-hmm. by just lending you a hand. So there we have it, you know? Yep. Yeah, she doesn't compromise. She doesn't make a deal with her. They're going to destroy the the virtual world so that the queen can't infect everyone with their yeah, and the queen's like, mutation. Yeah, the queen's like, get me the virus because she's ready to infect everybody. She's going to go in there. And Janeway's like, well, yep. you're too late. There's no one left to infect. Everyone's gone already. So, yeah. And the queen even tries to grab her, Janeway, but she's a hologram. Is she that in this scene? Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. She, she does that little, oh, I'm going to show you. I'm going to. Yeah. Who's boss? Is this a hologram queen. Yeah. Uh, we go out to yeah. space. There's a space flyby. We're firing at the cube. Yeah. And here I was, this is where I'm confused because the Unicomplex and the board and the queen's lair, all of a sudden we're firing at the cube where Janeway was. So is, I guess Janeway's still on the cube. She is still on the cube. Correct. Where's the queen? The queen is on the unicomplex. She's always been in the unicomplex. She's never been in the cube. Because when she's talking with Janeway, she's talking with all the hollow, hollow image of Janeway. So they dropped off the queen to hang out in her castle. And then they the cube took off again? Just seems weird that the cube was at... I thought it, the cube came into the unicomplex. And we never saw it leave. And then suddenly here, it's out on its own again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? No... I don't think we saw that. No, because in the first episode, we were looking for 
we wanted to spread the virus by getting to the central plexus of a Borg vessel. And then they were like, mm-hmm. okay, what's the closest Borg vessel? And they looked and they said, oh, there's one that's pretty close, but it's a Borg tactical vessel. And the doctor's like, well, everyone's like, well, you could have picked a different target. Well, that's the best target we can pick. So what I'm saying is when they went, when the way team, oh, the way team I... went over, they got infected and assimilated in that tactical vessel that's out. Here's my confusion. Here's my confusion. There was one shot where the cube was flying through space by itself. Yeah. And then shortly after that, there was a shot of the Unicomplex. Yeah. And I did see a cube flying flying through. by like it looked like I it's thought the same it was cube. the same cube. Oh yeah. No. It never no. was. Never oh. was. Never was. See, that's confusing to me. Okay. Well, now this does all that change sense. your rating too now? Yeah, it goes back up. Goes back up. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. No, I don't know. All right. Um <laughs> They fired the cube. Okay, we're back with the tactical yeah. cube where, where Janeway really is. Yes. Uh, they fired this cube, and then we go back to the Queen's Lair, and yeah. the hologram is starting off, to fritz. Karak is also joining in on this battle now. Yes, Karak yeah. is there. Voyager's firing. Karak yeah. is firing. Yeah. Inside the cube, yeah. we see that Balana is freed from her, however she was detained, and she yeah. pulls up a monitor and sees Voyager's outside. And uh, we go into astrometrics during this battle. Seven runs out of astrometrics, back to the bridge. Neelix is still there. Yay, Neelix, Team Neelix. <laughs> um, Neelix says, we have picked up the away team. So he's scanning, finds the away team. Yeah. Harry tries to lock onto their biosignatures, but he mm-hmm. still can't penetrate their shields. The inner shields. Yeah, the inner shields, exactly. So Chakotay calls Korok. And Karak says, I'm trying to help you with the shield thing. Yeah. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Go, we go to Cargo Bay. Seven runs into her alcove. Yeah. She starts to go into her virtual world. Mm-hmm. And there she is on the Unimatrix. But this time it's destabilizing. It's like Fritz is everywhere. Yeah. It's but there's weird. only one person left. It's Axum. So she finds him and they, they have this huge conversation. And once mm-hmm. again, it's the soap opera again. The soap opera. She's like, I feel like, you know, we wasted our time together. We yeah. could have been so much more. Yeah. And- yeah. He says, you know, it gave us a chance to be together again, and I will find you. I will find you. Yeah. And then he disappears. Nice scene, but why is it there? You know, Soapy. that's the whole thing. Go ahead. So, well, I think you've got to wrap this <laughs> up for her to have. You've got yeah. to wrap this up yeah. for her to have the the mindset she has at the very end. Of course. Was. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it, it has to leave somewhere. But he does hurts. say to her, Axum does say, I'll find you. I'll find you. He does it twice. He goes, I'll find you. And then I'll find you again. And they fritz out. They come back into, uh, they wake up from the regeneration process. We go back to the cube. So after I'll find you in tears and heartbreak, we go back to the cube and Balana is kicking butt. She takes out this drone with something. She looked good. Yeah. Roxanne did great. She destabilizes the shields. So the thing that we've been trying to, you know, get through to lock onto their biosignatures. Yeah. Now she's helping us from the inside. Shields are down. Chicote says energize. And uh, we don't know because right after, right when he says energize, you see the cube just explode. Everything is yeah. just blowing up. And um, the space shot when the cube is blowing up, we don't know yeah. if they got him or not. Mm-hmm. When the cube is blowing up, the space shot, I love the shockwave pushing Voyager. Yes, yes. And sort the of sphere. Little... Yeah, yes. Yeah. Voyager and the sphere got pushed forward from the shockwave. Exactly. That was pretty cool. We go in the transporter room. Yay. Yeah. The team is saved. Yeah. But they're still but, bored. But imagine how, I mean, I I, I can't, we, I guess we kind of glossed over this, but that it exploded because the queen 
was the one who initiated self-destruct on that cube. She was like, okay, this oh, is my yeah. final ace in the hole. That's how it blows up. Right. So it wasn't really, it wasn't really because the shots of the, that we fired. Yeah. No, no. Got to make that wow. clear. So All right. she's cold, but you know, our heroes are saved. They're uh, beamed. Team is the, saved. Uh, they're yeah. getting helped. They're, you know, down on the ground. They're, they're all weak and, yeah, you know. that, there's a phalanx of uh, medical uh, personnel yes. in their yes. teal green uniforms rushing towards them to to help them. Then we go to uh, flyby. We see Voyager and the Sphere flying together, but then they sort of part ways. They yep. take off in their own directions. Yep. We hear a doctor's log, medical log, yep. where he says it's been 48 hours since they uh, came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, over this log, we see him scanning Tuvok. He says, Balan and the captain are on the men, but Tuvok yeah. needs more time. Mm-hmm. And here I thought, all right, so Tuvok was the one who was the weaker one of this away team. But I thought Vulcans had this super strong physiology. But I guess I my takeaway is ladies have a little something extra. Because the <laughs> okay. ladies were the ones that handled this. Even Vulcans are are not quite as tough as the ladies. So <laughs> I love that's it. off to, to uh, Bolana. All the ladies in the house say, "Woot woot." Okay, yeah. awesome. And by the way, the other thing it could have been the reason yes. that Janeway is so strong and resilient. Uh, you see her drinking coffee in sick bay. It could be the coffee. She's drinking it. I don't know. I'm not going to say that coffee is a miracle drug, but I'm not going <laughs> to not say it. I love coffee. Uh, I know you love coffee. And it's so interesting because both you and Rebecca drink coffee, correct? Yes, we do. And both Different Megan kinds. and I, I drink tea and that's it. We do not drink coffee. We are oh, both wow. Of us. Yes. Interesting. I know. Very See? interesting. Yes. Like you Very... can't imagine your life without coffee, right? No, and I, I cannot. But I am violently ill when I drink coffee. Like my stomach starts churning. Like really? I'm, like Yeah, it's like someone poisoned me. Like I'm sitting there going, oh God. And then my heartbeat is racing really. So my heartbeat races fast. My stomach is churning and turning and twisting and knots at the same time. Uh, It's the worst. Oh no, man. Don't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. So No coffee. Uh, It smells great. She sure does. She sure does. And that's why she was okay with this Borg situation. And, and, you know, I think Tuvok drinks tea as well. Yes. So I'm just going to say... Yes. If you want to battle the Borg, you better be a coffee drinker. You better like coffee. <laughs> you better like coffee. And I That's am right. envious of whenever, you know, you you talk about coffee with such relish that I, I am mm. envious of you. I'm like, God, I wish I could process that. If my body could take it, I would drink it. I'm, I would be on your team. I'd be team coffee. Team, team coffee. But my body is like, no bueno. So I have okay. to back off, unfortunately. Tea's right. probably better for you. Anyway. Yeah. Final okay, scene. So Final scene is sick bay. She's drinking, uh, yeah, she's drinking coffee. Seven comes in, yeah. says uh, Karak finished uh, repairs, and he's contacted all the former drones. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Janeway sits up, she she makes this sort of, ooh, ah, sound. And it was looped. And I was like, that's a classic Janeway. Oh, ah. It's like, there's yeah. something. The Jan- Janeway's, whenever Janeway Some- has pain, yes. pain, it comes out almost. With like guttural sounds. It it doesn't sound like pain. Yeah, it's weird. I agree. Kate can do that. Um, yes. But she does have that in the as she sits up in the scene. And it was looped. So I wonder what she did. In when, when she was filming the scene, that they felt the need to. I don't to think loop she rem- just the ooh ah. It was looped. <laughs> I don't think she remembered what she did. No, she just showed up and just did that. 
anyway, after the ooh ah, she sits up, they talk, and yeah. basically, Janeway's like, the resistance is alive and kicking, and she yeah. says, the collective may never be the same. The writers put in this one line, right, from Janeway, and she says, if I ever imply it's been easy on you these last few years, talking to Seven, remind me about today. Seven yeah. says noted. And then she, and the end of it is, is when Seven says, if I ever imply that he was nothing more than a friend talking about Axum, remind me about today. So they, the writers employed this sort of exactly. I feel like line. this yeah. scene pulls the whole two-parter together okay. for me. So, th so this was what made you rate this episode better than the original one, than yes. the first one. Okay. Because I this feel scene. like Seven, even though I don't like her story, Yes, it was a story where she went through yeah. experiencing on some level some yeah. real human um, emotions she in a way that progress. she never, yeah. huge progress. And that was hard that being human and I feeling, agree. you know, grief and sadness and love and all yeah. of that is hard. The hu that human experience is hard. And Janeway felt like the Borg experience is hard. Yeah. That is a hard world to, mm -hmm. you know, exist in. And so, yeah, they both reminding each other, like, I see you, I get yeah. you, this yeah. life. You know, okay. I didn't get right. it until, until I, uh, I had this experience, by the way, yes. at the very end, the credits come up and it says Rick Berman and Ken Biller. This was Ken's first show running. Oh, and right. took over this he year. Took over so. the whole daggum thing, didn't he? And he went from like story editor, I think the first season. All the way to executive. He went from producer. the very bottom to the very top to EP. in terms, terms of writer. Yeah. Seniority. That's how Star Trek works. Yeah. And Hollywood works yeah sometimes it does and this yes. this was a good mm -hmm. very good run for ken biller for sure Most definitely my lesson is in this last scene my lesson is sometimes you just have to walk in another person's shoes to feel their true experience and that last scene to me brought it all together in a good way so yeah that's my lesson what about you i concur with you 1000 yeah. percent. nice that's yeah, why the that... programs like Wife Swap are so engaging and people learn from them is because they, you know, the moms go to another family and they live, they live the life of a, yeah. a family that that is basically the opposite. So you've got the one neat and tidy family and the one messy family and the parents swap over like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have to learn. Yeah. Same idea. From same that. idea. Yeah. Okay. My rating. rating mm -hmm. I can't remember what I gave the last one. I feel like it was seven point something. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to give this an, 8.2. Hmm. This was a good episode for me. I, I I feel like I liked it slightly better than the last one, but I don't remember my rating on the last one. Okay. But okay. This one is an 8.2 for me. It was pretty good. And I drop from my eight something. I, I think I was 8.3 for the other one. Uh -huh. And then now I dropped down to seven. Uh no, I'll go 6.8. I'm going to go pretty Ooh, low. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to drop a little. Wow. Low. Look I don't at like you. That, that, that Axum storyline just no. No. And I'm not trying to be like Harry, like Harry should have been the guy for seven. And I'm going to downplay this episode because Harry didn't get that, what he should have had, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just going to say 6.9. 6. Okay. Okay. Right okay. What is it? Uh, the captain and Admiral average rating for Unimatrix zero part two is 7.4. Huh. 7.4. Okay. You were pretty close. I was, yeah. I was higher. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed this one. This was fun. I think Mike Vehar did an awesome job. Yes, he did. 
He did. Yeah. If I'm going to rate off of Mike Vehart's directing, I'm going to go 9.6. So yeah, well, he did you an know. awesome job. He did a really good job. Well, good. There okay. you go. There you go. Season Alrighty. seven has begun. Oh my gosh. We are in the home stretch right now. This Can't is crazy. It. Thank you everyone for tuning in to our recap and discussion of Unimatrix Zero part two, which is the season opener. Season seven. We're in the final season. Voyager, how exciting. Yeah. Join us next week when we talk about the second episode of season seven, which is Imperfection. Imperfection. Okay. Sounds like a Borg episode again. Yeah. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of Borg stuff this season. I think so. I think so. (laughs) We'll see. See you then.